Welcome to That's My Story, period, a compilation of stories about that time of the month from some hilarious female comedians, hosted by me, Steph Garcia. Hi, I'm Artemis Pebdani, and I got my period uh, when I was 11, like towards the end of being 11. Um, and man, I don't know. I, I, you know, you have these thoughts of like, what a, what a crappy thing it is. (laughs) And like this crazy burden that you bear, just like as a woman, everybody has had to do this throughout time. This is how we got here. Um, I've been trying to think more positively about it. I don't really know how to do that, but I, but I try. Um, about a year and a half ago, I was being really fancy and I went to Greece and it was fun. Uh, And on the way back from Greece, you have to stop in, uh, the Turkish international airport and, and take a connecting flight from there. And, uh, the flight from Greece was delayed like half an hour and it made us miss our flight back to the States for like a full 24 hours. It was chaos. Everybody was going to have to be there without our luggage for 24 hours in the Turkish International Airport. And um, I knew that I was going to start my period. And I didn't have a single thing. Um, I did have, no, that's a lie. I did have a menstrual cup. Now, the thing with the menstrual cup is it'll work for me at the very beginning and it'll work for me the end of my period. But that second day, it don't do shit. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like maybe somebody, somebody out there knows some science. Like maybe like even if the menstrual cup isn't full, it still like misses them. Like maybe the shape of my insides change somehow and I flow around the menstrual cup. I don't know how it happens, but it is a terrible mess on the second and third day. And it is not, it is, it's might as well not be there. In fact, it's less of a mess if it's not there. So I did have that. So for, to start out, but I didn't have anything else. Let me tell y'all what, in the Turkish international airport, which is one of the busiest hubs, I'd guess in the world, you know, it's like right there, right on, right there in the middle of everything. Nowhere is there a single feminine product anywhere. No bathroom, no store, no anything. Now, I mean, forget the panic of what the hell am I supposed to do? The sheer anger that I felt (laughs) this, like, it really is just like, just insidious misogyny. It is so, it is like an entire airport and an entire country being like, no, this doesn't happen. This doesn't happen. Whatever women's problems are, women need to take care of on their own. I don't even know. I don't even know if they sell pads in Turkey. I don't know if women have to like use those fantastic bath towels of theirs and like cut them up and make them themselves. I have no idea what happens in Turkey, but there wasn't a single, uh, uh, tampon pad, anything, anything. So that was the first day of my period. (laughs) And then I have to, I have the second day of my period coming and I'm still in Turkey and I finally get on the plane and, um, I was hoping that the airplane would be one of those that I have, I don't know if you've ever been on an airplane. They're actually like pads in the airplane. Like, um, it happens. I, I, I've seen them before and they're not like, 
they're not like pads that you would you would stash in any way. You wouldn't like steal them and stash them. They're giant, ugly, terrible things that are obviously made for emergencies. And I was flying on Turkish Airlines, and no, there were none of those on the plane. I should have known that. So I had to fashion my own, um, like, uh, uh, tissue paper, paper towel pad. Uh, and, you know, it. whatever the science is behind making pads, I don't know how they make them so thin, and, and I'm sure whatever the stuff in pads is is in, incredibly terrible for the environment because it's so damn absorbent and amazing. Because actual tissue and actual, um, like, paper towels don't, uh, do much. So I had to fashion this amazingly huge, um, like a seat, like a booster seat for myself. And of course I sat, um, at, in the window and every two hours I would have to tell the couple next to me that I had to get up and, and go to the bathroom and make myself another pad. Uh, and I did, and I did. And even right before we landed, they were like, we're, we're about to land. And I was like, I'm sorry, but y'all, I've got to, I've got to go to the bathroom. And eventually I feel like I was like, look, because they were giving me dirty looks and I had to be like, look, I'm on my period and there aren't any pads in Turkey and I don't know what the hell else to do. So, you know, be happy with getting up or I'm, I'm going to bleed all over the seat and it's, it's going to be on your head. No feminine products in Turkey. And that's my story, period. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that was great. Uh, um, that is very uh, disheartening that you couldn't find anything in an airport. Isn't the weirdest thing to think of, too? Like, I don't... Yeah. There are women in that country. Yeah. There are plenty of women in that country. It is a, well, I was about to say a liberal Muslim country, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We have to take care of it. Um, and I think we've all been in that uh, <laughs> build a pad situation. Yes. Yeah. The worst. I don't know if you've ever had this where it's like, where you're in a skirt and you've done a build a pad and oh. then you go to the bathroom and it's gone. <gasps> no, no. I don't think I would dare wear a skirt. I think on my period, maybe. No, I, w I wouldn't do a pad situation. I don't know. I don't think I would wear a skirt on my period, maybe. I just don't wear them that often. Oh, well, there you go. Where did it go missing? That's the thing. Where did it go? And you didn't notice that it had gone? No. Because they're not, um, <laughs> they're not imperceptible. <laughs> like, you know they're yeah. there when you build them yourself. I mean, I've even done, like, the wrap. Yeah. You do the wrap oh, well, with yeah. toilet paper? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You First, you make a base. <laughs> you make a base. And then you do the uh, the wrap around with paper towels, and then wrap around again with toilet paper. Oh, do you mean wrap your underwear? No, no, with no, 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 paper? no. The toilet paper around oh, the yeah. underwear of the around, around the base the pad. and the yes, yes. yes. Mm -hmm. I thought you meant to secure it to your underwear, and I was about to be like, "That's ingenious." Underwear to underwear. You know what I mean? Like to secure the pad to right. your underwear, you do almost like a sewing job. No, <laughs> to like that keep seems it intense. There. <laughs> but, um. um I feel like once you have that experience of losing one, maybe you would. No, no. just keep losing them. And then uh, <laughs> I do. I do like my thing is who found it. Yeah, I've never found who found it. Yeah, I did also want to talk about the menstrual cup because those are the things that always kind of fascinate me. Yeah, because I don't use one, and I because of that second day thing that you talked yeah. about. Yeah, what made you start using one? I wanted to be 
I mean, honestly, I can't believe we've come this far in the world and and in existence, and we still are just like let's just let's just shove it up there and shut up about it. <laughs> Nobody talk about your period, um, even though it's how we got here. Nobody yeah. talk about your period, and you know, stuff it and shut up. And like that's it. I can't believe that that's all the technology we have. So when I started learning about menstrual cups, I also like the environmental impact idea of it because. Holy crap. Uh, just like pads and tampons are so wasteful. Even if you go, I mean, even if you go the like incredibly bare bones route, which I could never do, like an OB, you know, those yes. OB ones that are just like this you, weird you little use your bullet. Finger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They use this weird little bullet with a string on it. And that doesn't, that, that ain't my jam. And that didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I was interested in it and I had some, I maybe like, Actually, a male friend of mine from Texas was like, you need to start using, um, you need to try these these menstrual cups out. I really don't know why he did either. He's not like. I love that it was a male friend yeah. though. <laughs> That's that, awesome. And I had female friends who used them, but he was the one who like really stuck it in my head. Huh. It's like, well, okay. So I got one and you know, there are two sizes. Yes. Each, each company has at least two sizes, I think. One is like pre-birth, one is post-birth, yeah. right? Yeah. And they also say if you're over 35 to get the second one. So I was like, oh, I'm, I, maybe at the time I was 36 or I was over 35. Mm -hmm. And so I got the bigger one, which was a horrible mistake. It was hard to put in. It's not an easy thing. There is, there is definitely a learning curve and it is not a fun one. Um, And also it would do this weird thing where it would suction and I couldn't, I couldn't get it out. The, like for forever. So I stopped using the big one and I got the smaller one and the smaller one was easier to handle. But then the second day thing happened, excuse me. And the second day thing happened with the big one too. But anyway, it was just a, it was just really hard to use the bigger one. Um, so I got a different brand. I ended up getting three different brands and none of them worked out on that second day, man. I say this too, and I'm like, even, okay, I, I think that that's part of like, you know, growing with your period is like, you just learn those rhythms. But at yeah. the same time, I feel like I still get caught with things. Like, at, what? like, I don't know, just not knowing that it's coming or like, you yeah. know, cramping when I'm not, it's never happened before, whatever it is. Yeah. Like things will still, you'll be like, oh, I got this because I've had my period for like 20 years. And yeah. then it's all of a sudden it's like, hmm, no. Is it different now that you've had a kid? So I went on the pill like as soon as I could, because my periods before the pill were uh-huh. like super bad. And all I've heard is postpartum periods are like, like the shining. Really? Yeah. yeah I didn't like, know that. So I wanted to get back on the pill as soon as possible. So I don't, mine has been fine. Yeah. But I've heard multiple moms that I know that it's like, Wah! well, I didn't know that. It I, settles down. It, you wait, yeah. It takes a while. Don't you have to like stop breastfeeding or something or something? No, I you can get it. I don't know the science or anything yeah. about children. <laughs> it's really, it's like, it's still one of those um, everybody thing because yeah. some people will get it while they're still breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, and then it actually affects how your breast milk tastes to your kid. Oh, probably. Yeah. If it's the only thing they're eating, they probably every little thing affects how you're. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was it like not having a period while you're pregnant? Well, you're pregnant. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So your feminine product of choice, I guess, is the menstrual cup. I wish it was the menstrual cup. Okay. It's not tampons. Tampons. Yeah. I wish it was the menstrual cup. But you know, if I were vigilant and more environmentally aware, or uh, active or 
gave a crap more. I would start my period and end my period with a cup and just use a tampon those couple days. But I get lazy about it. Um, sometimes I live that life, <laughs> but definitely not every time. And finally, mm-hmm. uh, is there any like tips or advice you, you know, when you were first going through getting your period and stuff that you wish people had like told you or that you had heard or anything you want to kind of give out to young girls who are getting it? You know, I think, I think like what you're doing is great. You having people tell their stories. I hate when people like whisper about their period. I hate not being able to say I'm on my period to a man like, or the, whatever that BS reaction is that they have to pretend they're disgusted. Maybe they're disgusted, but screw you, get over it. (laughs) You know, like Mm -hmm. whatever that's that childish thing is drives me absolutely nuts. Um, I'd say talk about it. Talk about it out loud. Talk about it to your brother. Talk about it. You know what I mean? Like uh, that it is a shameful thing in any way is shameful. Cool. Thank you, Artemis. Thanks, son. My name is Lexi. I'm age 13. Um, I played soccer and softball and volleyball and basketball and every possible sport that you could imagine uh, growing up in a very small town in southern Nevada. And I loved soccer most of all because soccer girls are tough. They're real cool and they roll in a pack and it seems like they can handle anything. Uh, And that was something growing up that was really important to me. So when I finally got to high school, I had moved uh, states. So I was in California by that point. And I was really excited to have made JV Uh, the JV squad as a freshman, because there was like a freshman squad. And then they told me that I would be playing varsity for a game, which was super crazy. I was a freshman. I thought this was something that uh, was not in the cards for me, but I guess I'd earned it. And then two or three days before the game, I got my period. And I wasn't exactly well equipped to really understand like anything about a period. I had just been so focused on athletics that it was it was very easy to like not think about being a, a lady. I was more of just like a soccer player or a basketball player or an athlete. Uh, so <laughs> I was fortunate because I never really had anything like uh, cramps. It was like a minor thing and then I'd get my period and then it would last for a while and then it would be done. It wasn't like an issue. But this was like, I don't know if it was stress or you know, everything related to moving schools and then getting this great opportunity. But I I had never had cramps like this and I had a headache and I was sensitive to light. And it was just the worst possible time to like start experiencing these side effects of being a woman. So the day of the game comes, nothing has gotten any better. I've taken every kind of ibuprofen I could possibly find. My mom had me using a a a heating pad and it was like one that plugged into the wall so I felt like I was you know a 60 year old lady it was just like totally dehumanizing because it was all at once I was being told no you're a woman like you have to deal with these things and uh (laughs) it was just me and my mom I'm an only child and she's a single parent so it was just like one middle-aged lady who doesn't have her period anymore and uh someone who has no interest in dealing with this at all so day of the game Nothing's worked, and I just decide that I'm going to do it 
I'm just going to go play and I'm going to pretend like this isn't a thing that's happening. Uh, also happened to be the heaviest flow I had ever had. So the usual like regular tampons that I had gotten at CVS, not sufficient. But I didn't None of that like really registered with me. I was just focused like I'd always been growing up on the sport. So I go uh, play the first half, not like my most amazing performance on the field. And as we go back onto the field for halftime, I can feel the tampon inside of me sliding out because I'm I'm sure it was just saturated with whatever just dark brown stuff was coming out of me. And I didn't want to say anything because that wasn't the point of this. And I was already super stressed out and didn't think I was doing very well. Uh, And so I just played the second half of the game, uh, clenching my vagina muscles as hard as I possibly could, uh, which I now know as a grown-up lady is called a kegel. So I did a kegel for 45 minutes, which is like when you stop yourself from peeing, um, and I've, I've never played worse. I got off the field and, uh, I mean, no one wanted to look at me. Like, it was just embarrassing. I couldn't, like, kick anything appropriate, like, in any sort of <laughs> direction that it was supposed to be going. Um, I obviously was never asked to play on varsity again. Uh, but my, um, my clearest memory of the feeling afterwards was going to the bathroom and just, like, I'd never taken out a a tampon and had it been like that black. And there was a legitimate moment where I thought maybe I had like rotted something inside of me. Like maybe there was something that like was just it died. And I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I, I didn't play sports for much longer in general. After that, I started doing theater and I discovered there was this whole other like part to being a human being where you can express yourself. But I always think of like that moment as like something did die today and I don't know quite what it was. But, you know, you survive it and it's ridiculous. Um and then you know like you're capable of doing a 45 minute uh like vagina exercise, which I didn't know that I had the ability to do that prior. So uh, that's my story, period. Thank you so much. That is is incredible because I always, uh, you know, now that I've uh, had a kid, that's one of the things they they tell you to do is the Kegels. Uh, And I don't know, holding it for 45 minutes, like, even just that the release after the game, like, were your muscles, do you remember, were they just... I was so nauseous at that point. I don't know if it was from, like, just having your period or the, like, muscle pain. Because, you know, like, you're playing an intense sport you're running. And especially because soccer is so, like, uh, vigorous. Like, it's lots of uh, sprinting and then stopping. You build up lactic acid in your muscles anyway. Mm -hmm. So on top of that, to, like, have – potentially have, like, lactic acid in your lower gut. I I don't know what. Uh, the actual result was when I like unclenched, but I just remember really wanting to throw up. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Like part of the the impetus to do this series was the Olympic swimmer who, you know, was like, yeah, I got my period this morning. Not an excuse. But when you think of uh, athletes with their mm-hmm. period, it does it does affect it affects you when you're just walking <laughs> You know, when you wake up and you have to, like, walk to the store or something. So I can't even imagine, like, playing a full-on game. It's – I mean, you know the, like, 
hormones affect a whole bunch of different things about just the way your body works. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until after I'd stopped playing sports that a big part of it is that um, the hormonal fluctuation can actually impact your ability to break down food and uh, just your overall, like, um, you're you're lethargic, like you're tired. Mm -hmm. And that's not because you're, like, weak or lame. It's literally because your hormones are shifting and your body is compensating and, like, directing energy to other parts of your body. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's like a – it's almost like the the CPU in a computer. Like, it's Mm -hmm. the the central processing unit and it is running when usually it just gets to, like, turn off. And it's doing this thing constantly. So, of course, you're going to be tired. Of course, like – you're going to have difficulty sometimes with, like, your tummy. Yeah. Yeah. You just learn – you eventually learn coping me- mechanisms. It took me a long time. Um, uh, uh, so uh, your preferred mm, feminine product? Well, I I now have an IUD, mm-hmm. so I don't have a period. Do you have the copper? I have the um, Mirena. Mirena. Which is um, a low-dose hormone. And that's because uh, not long after uh, the experience playing soccer – I discovered that I have ovarian cysts, and mm. um, IUDs are sometimes recommended as a way to stabilize your hormones so that it's less likely that you're going to get one. But that's a whole different story. When like one of those pops, it's not fun. Uh, no, I can't imagine. So you, so with the Mirena, you don't get your period now. No, and it's not true for all ladies. Um, I only, I don't get a period at all. Some women get ten day periods that like don't let up. Some women only kind of like get like a day. And then it's gone. And this is all with the same IUD? Mm-hmm. It all It's just dependent on your body chemistry. Huh. So when I was using feminine products, uh, I was an OB, no applicator, tampon kind of gal. We just had a whole discussion on that, it's too. That's true. I, I lived in Europe, guys. It's, <laughs> it's very cosmopolitan. That's what I thought it was a very non-American thing, although more and more American women are, are starting to use them. Well, there's so much waste with the plastic applicator. Exactly. And I mean, it's your body. It's okay. You can put fingers in places. Like, come on. It's it's true. It's very true. You can. I laugh at it like a, I'm a 12-year-old girl. Um, which, it's okay to laugh. But just, anyway. The last thing I would like to ask, uh, any advice, tips, things you wish you had known when you were first experiencing this? Uh, I wish I had been a little bit kinder to myself when it comes to the hormone stuff because, First of all, if your family doctor just tells you to kind of like suck it up, then which is what our mind did, um, then they're probably not like the best person to be talking to about this kind of stuff. And that's when you have to ask your parents, can I go to a lady like a, mm-hmm. a an OBGYN? Because they're more likely to talk to you realistically about like if you're tired all the time, like you could be eating things differently or if your skin is breaking out really badly, like your hormones are fluctuating that badly, then there are ways that without like medicines or whatnot, but just talking to you about what your body is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was super hard on myself when like my skin got really bad or I was tired. I just got like really um, self-critical and I wish that I hadn't done that because it's just a part of learning what kind of like woman you are. And it's just, you know, it's not like – it's shameful or embarrassing. It's just like something you have to kind of figure out for you. So I, that's one – that's like the biggest thing I could think of would be being nicer to myself about the realities of what it means to, to be a lady. Thank you, Lexi. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Hi. I'm Katie Ward, and I got my period right before my 15th birthday. 
I don't actually remember the exact moment when it happened because I had been lying about it for years. I was on period watch during every trip to the bathroom every day since the moment in fifth grade when the teachers divided the boys and the girls into separate rooms where they told us about sex and our bodies. It was a long wait. One by one, my friends were chosen by Mother Nature to ascend into womanhood, and I, quite tall at 5'9", yet not at all athletic, ironically, with freckles and then braces and then glasses, would wait impatiently to join their ranks. I grew up in the swamp that is Central Florida, so a lot of us would take our high school PE classes during the summer school. The benefit of pre-freshman year PE, besides not smelling awful during the regular school year, was that you got to know some of the kids coming from the other middle schools prior to the fall semester. Freshman requirements were one PE class and one health class. Our health class was an embarrassment of riches if riches were comprised of embarrassments. Now, instead of just learning about our bodies in front of people we'd known since kindergarten, we were now talking about them in front of total strangers who may have the power to destroy our entire high school lives. I wasn't taking any chances. So I lied. I lied and I lied and I lied. When other girls with legit boobs and hips complained about cramps, oh, I complained about cramps. PMS is the worst, I chimed in like I had any idea what that was. And then, around Christmas time, it happened. I was given the gift of my period. Finally. After all those years of swiping my mom's maxi pads and wearing them around the house in secret to see how they felt, it had finally paid off. Except that when I went to a drama club party where the topic of conversation turned to tampons, I had nothing meaningful to add because I was only a few days into this period thing and spending all my time in health class terrified of risking exposure for my lack of womanhood meant that I actually had no idea how to use a tampon. So the older girls in drama club took me under their wing as they had done so many times before and broke it down for me. My buddy Kristen led me into the bathroom and tossed a tampon into the toilet to show me how it expands. It blew up. And I was terrified. But at this point, um, I was like a master of deception. So I hid my fear that the tampon would explode my insides. And Kristen left me to my own devices. I nervously and carefully popped in the tampon. From that moment, I never had to lie about menstruation. And that's my story, period. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> um, man, I've seen those tampons explode. <laughs> it's like, it is very frightening because they, they become like three times the size. Yeah. And then you think of it inside your body and you're just like, ah. Uh, I also was not a tampon wearer for a while because of that. Um, anyway. So that's all really interesting. Yeah. Well, it's like shoving a diaper up there. Right. You're like, there's, I don't, the mechanics of that can't possibly work. Yeah. So did you ever tell anybody, like any of your friends that you had been lying about your period or? I feel like my very close friends probably knew, but I was pretty close to the vest with it. I mean, I just was so ashamed. I was so ashamed that I hadn't achieved this thing that I had no control over. And I felt so immature because of it, you know? 
Interesting. Yeah. It's such a, there's like such a weird dichotomy to it, right? Like you don't, you're, you want to get it, but then you also like, don't want to talk about it with like boys and be like, you know, all that stuff when you're that age. Yeah. Um, Well, there were, there were girls in my high school or in my middle school even that were already having sex. Oh my gosh. Which was horrifying for entirely other different reasons. But I was like, we're on a spectrum, you know, you've got the girls that are already having sex and then you've got me who's like, someday, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And also my sister got hers pretty early. So I'm pretty sure my sister who's four year, four and a half years younger than I am, I think we probably got ours within like a year of each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Had you been lying to your sister too? No, no. My sister. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very interesting yeah, in that no, household. She, she was totally like... She, she, you know, I think the girls who get it early have like a different take on it where they're like, ah, we've been doing this forever. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. And I also like that you were wearing pads before your period, which is very, uh, <laughs> I mean, if I could have avoided doing that for as long as I could have, I would have, but <laughs> I remember, um, sneaking into my mom's bathroom, <laughs> taking them out, putting them on the underwear, walking around just to see what it felt like. Wasn't it, wasn't it like dry though? Like, Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I just, <laughs> it was like, I I don't know. I, I I think it was like playing dress up, you know, like yeah. if you steal your mom's lipstick or whatever and you just kind of want to see what it feels like. But I was always so scared of getting caught that it would be like, you know, a 30 second, like, you know, the walk you do when you're trying on shoes in the store and you're just like, yeah, this five feet will tell me if these shoes fit. It'd be like that. I just like walk around for a minute and then I'd take it out and throw it in the garbage, (laughs) roll it up and like, Oh my God. I was imagining you wore them all day, but you just wore them long enough to kind of figure it out. And then that's hilarious. (laughs) I mean, it's very sweet when you think about it, but it's also really funny. And I'm sure my mom was like, what what is happening to these vaccines? Yeah, because they're expensive, right? right? <laughs> uh, what is your current uh, preferred feminine product of choice? I'm still an old school cardboard Tampax gal. Oh yeah, I uh, I had an experience uh, over Christmas where my regular like cardboard Tampax was not available in the store, and so I had to buy one of the pearl ones yeah. or whatever. With a locking mechanism. And it's like you have to pop, you pull it out, and it locks into place. Oh, it's kind of like the compact ones, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. which I had no experience with. And I didn't know what to do. And I kept like, I was like, that's not working. And I threw away three of them. And I was like, I have to take out the instructions and (laughs) read the instructions. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. After the third one, I was like, okay, this... I'm not doing something right. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Uh, and finally, any uh, advice or tips that you wish you had known, like going through it in the very beginning? I think destigmatizing wherever you are in the process. So I wish that I didn't have to feel ashamed or that I didn't I didn't take on that shame mm-hmm. because it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, you know, everybody's going to get it at some point. And I think being, I think being open, everybody being a little bit more open would make it so that girls that are in health class aren't lying and, you know, <laughs> putting on these dramatic plays about their experience. So just don't be ashamed. 
Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud for more period stories. And if you're interested in hearing more stories written by and about women, check out thehotgoss.com, a blog and newsletter co-founded by me, your host, Steph Garcia. For more information on global operations to destigmatize taboos surrounding periods and aid young women during their menstrual cycles, visit menstrualhygieneday.org or huruinternational.org.